Hi everybody, the Complex PTSD Guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist, I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD, and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. So I wanted to share uh, something that might be mind-blowing in the world of complex PTSD, and I cannot believe I've never come across this concept before or said this before. I know for a fact I've never said this on this podcast before. And it actually stemmed out of my counseling session that I had Monday. So I'll start this out by state by stating that um, since I was 16 years old, that was the very first time I ever sought counseling for anything. And it was for thoughts of suicide. Um, that was 1998. You know, that's how long that I've been seeing a therapist on and off. I haven't seen a therapist every single year since then, but you know, going back to 1998, that's almost going on, you know, 30 years here. Um, I mean, it's getting close. We still have four, five years before we get to 2028, but I just want to put that into perspective. So, you know, the first time I was ever hospitalized was in 2003 when I was 21. Um, you know, roughly 20 years ago. Well, it was 20 years ago. Um, and, you know, before that, I I had a relationship and it lasted about a year. And it didn't work out. And that's sort of the first inklings of big struggles with interpersonal skills. And on and off, I've sought therapy. I've been on different medications, Lexapro, Wellbutrin, all types of different things. I've been misdiagnosed. I've been treated for symptoms, usually depression or major depressive disorder. I didn't come to realize I I wasn't diagnosed with complex PTSD until I was 35 in 2017. So all of this time, I mean, I've thought about my depression for years, I've thought about, you know, why do I struggle with interpersonal skills so much? Um, and all of that is tied to complex PTSD. But I just wanted to kind of put that into perspective. I've I've known about this and struggled with all these problems for all, the, all these years. So today, um, this, this is just mind-blowing to me. Um, today, I... So... It actually relates perfectly to the podcast I did earlier today. So in the last episode, I talked about two things that happened in the last 24 hours that were basically the exact same thing, where there was somebody who was being obliviously rude. Um, That was what I talked about in the last episode. And if you want to listen to that, you can listen to it. So I actually spoke with the counselor. I wasn't expecting to see the counselor today. Um, she just happened to be at the office where I have my, um, it's a, I I go to substance abuse classes, um, for a time being for like the next two and a half months, whatever. Um, she just happened to be there and I just happened to mention to her what I talked to you guys about in this last podcast. So again, I wanted to put all that into perspective, talking about the time frame of how long I've been seeking mental help. Never before has it ever occurred to me? And this is mind blowing um, because it makes so much sense. Um, 
it's never occurred to me that if I'm in a situation like I described in the last podcast where people are not defending me, that goes right back to physical abuse and emotional abuse, which is my complex PTSD. That's what that all came from. Physical abuse, I've talked to you guys on here before. Um, I used to be whipped when I was a child, um, like until I'd just be bawling, crying. That went on for, for years when I was younger. Um, and it was not a spanking, it was a whipping. Um, and I mean, like, you know, just somebody getting their anger out. And it wasn't always when you did something bad. It was sometimes, you know, I could just be making too much noise or... I ran across the room and they didn't want me to run across the room. So they whipped me, you know, it's just, it makes no sense. And that, by the way, throws off your whole concept of what's right and wrong. Um, or it can, but what I talked about in the last podcast where I said, um, someone in a leadership position is saying something that's obliviously rude or, this is another thing that was brought up just in the last few hours um, with that same counselor. It was open to interpretation. So when I talked to you guys in the last episode about um, someone in a leadership position, let's, and I gave the example of, um, this is a totally random example, by the way. I gave the example of, let's say that you feel that you're overweight. And let's say your boss is to say something to you like, like, let's say you're having like a, a work party and your boss knows that you have a sweet tooth and they don't mean anything negative by it. And so they say to you, um, you know, maybe jokingly and they say it in front of everybody, stay away from the, the dessert bar. Like, you know, oh, uh, Susie, stay away from the dessert bar now. And you think it's a dig at your, your weight. And this isn't what happened to me, by the way. What happened to me was related to an online thing. Um, it was re related to social media and something that they said to stay away from on social media because I would fall down a rabbit hole. Um, but that can, you know, it can be interpreted in so many ways. Um, so like if there's to say, you know, Sharon, stay away from the sweet bar, you might be thinking, wow, did, did so-and-so just call me a cow in front of everybody? Like that might be your first thought. And no one's coming to my defense to say that's kind of rude, you know, to this person in a leadership position, like your boss or whoever, um, whoever it is, it could be a, you know, a counseling teacher. It could be a boss. It could be, um, an older relative, uh, you know, in your family and nobody in your family comes to your defense. Um, but they left it open to interpretation. So just because you're, somebody says, Oh, stay away from the dessert bar and you take it as they're calling you fat. They might just be thinking, you know, maybe months ago you said something to them like, I really got to stop eating sweets. So the first thing they thought about when they saw the dessert bar is Sharon is trying to stay away from sweets. So then they say, don't go over to the dessert bar. And they, you know, they say in front of everybody, but your first thought is they think you're fat. And maybe you completely forgot that you had said that you tried to stay away from sweets. You know, maybe you just gave up on it and you're eating sweets again. Um, but the point is, nobody came to your defense. So in relation to complex PTSD stemming from abuse, 
Um, most likely because you went through long-term trauma, and a lot of times this is in your childhood, because it was long-term trauma, my guess is nobody ever came to your defense, right? If they had come to your defense, the trauma probably would have stopped or it would have been reported and then it would have been stopped or something would have happened. The abuser might have stopped abusing you because it got reported, right? So in regards to what I'm talking about, it never got reported. It never it never truly stopped because it went from physical to emotional. Um, so I think that that's the real core of what was my trigger today. It wasn't so many of these things that I've told you guys for so many times. You know, it's kind of like if you grow up in a cult and like a religious cult and nobody is speaking up because they're all in the cult and they don't know any different and the cult's very dangerous and you're growing up in it and, you know, they're all somebody's abusing you, but the cult just sits there and watches like mindless idiots. Um, None of them are coming to your defense, right? So it's the defense thing. And this counselor specifically said that um, because I was telling them what happened and what was a trigger and all these things. And the counselor said it's, um, and this was just like a five minute conversation, by the way, it's amazing what you can discover when you're not even trying to discover anything. Um, But they said, they left it um, open to interpretation. So whenever this person was saying something that bothered me and I felt like, how could you be so like rude? And it, and then I was thinking, are they this obliviously rude? So that's why I titled the last episode that um, whenever they made their statement, it left it open to, to interpretation to where I interpreted the negative. I interpreted it as if they were saying you're too simple minded not to fall down a rabbit hole um and so that was a trigger for feelings of incompetence and blah 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 all the things i've talked about right well the fact that nobody was maybe thinking the same way i was thinking therefore no one was coming to my defense um because maybe everyone else in the group was thinking Oh, the person saying that to you has fallen down a rabbit hole. So that's why they're warning you don't fall down a rabbit hole, right? There's a million ways they could have been looking at it. Um, But in my mind, I saw it a certain way and and I saw it as nobody speaking up. And I don't like that. Um, And that that happened the night before. So I was in a group setting. Someone was in a leadership position. And I told you guys, it felt as if they weren't letting me speak my mind they're kind of interrupting and all these things and we were in a a particular type of setting to where this person isn't is an authority figure so no one's going to interrupt that person right no one's going to say oh you didn't let him finish his thought um it's not going to happen because this is an authority figure and so therefore i felt like no one defended me so both situations were exactly the same two different people two different scenarios. And now I kind of look at it as a blessing, um, a blessing in disguise because I was able to tell someone how this made me feel. And they were able to show me, you know, it it may be because no one was coming to your defense. So if you're coming from trauma and no one's defending you long-term trauma, likely nobody's defending you. That's really the, the crux of it. 
like that's like the um, the the magnifying thing, and it's probably why I always think back to that math teacher in high school, who actually spoke up and said something, and said it out loud to me. There's something wrong here regarding the environment I was growing up with. They would always just say it to me. There's something wrong here. This is not normal, Ben. Um, you know, they'd always point it out. Whereas to me, I didn't know because I was growing up in it. Like if a kid is growing up in something and everybody around him is just sitting around accepting it, the kid's probably not going to know anything's wrong other than he feels really uncomfortable um, and he's stressed out and he's not able to focus in school when he gets bad grades. Um, so it's, you know, it's that concept of not being defended. Um, I just can't believe I've never thought of that again, since I was 16, never has that concept ever really been there. I've always, I've realized that I have the trigger of people, um, accepting abuse, but the concept of not having a defender being a big trigger I know that I've never spoken about that on this podcast because the word defender, I don't know that I've ever really gone into that word before. But to me, that's it's it's huge to know that that's really a a very big part of all of this um, is not having that defender. Um, so I, I just wanted to point that out. And so the uh, the other thing was. Um, and she also had this right on the money is when somebody, when you're not quite sure what somebody means by something and they leave something open ended, it's almost as if, what do you want me to take from that? Like, what are you trying to tell me? Like, just, just say what you're trying to get at here. Um, you know, so like if someone were to say to you, don't go over that dessert bar, you know, it's almost like they need to finish their sentence. So like y yesterday, whenever this happened, one thing I almost wish that I could go back in time and say to this person is, you didn't finish your sentence. They'd probably look at me like, what do you mean? And I'd be like, well, you've got more to your sentence, right? You're not just going to finish it with, you know, whatever you just said, you know, don't leave it open-ended, finish your sentence. Um, I think that's a good way of looking at it. Um, finish your sentence. So anytime something's left open-ended, that's kind of a good thing to throw back at somebody, even if they're not trying to be, even if they're not trying to mean anything, but if they're just like a naturally rude person or they're like naturally, um, I don't know if I even want to use the word uppity, but like a, uh, a boisterous or they're, um, they, they basically just say whatever the, the heck they feel like at any moment. But if they say something rude in a certain way to where it's left open-ended and then, you know, cause if you're trying to call them on it, they'll be like, well, I didn't mean it like that. Or that's not what I was saying. You know, you could, before you even say anything like that's rude, you could just say, well, finish your sentence, you know, like, you didn't finish your sentence and then they'd probably look at you all like confused like what you want me to actually have ownership here you know you know like that's might be how they look at you um but again the whole point of all this is just that concept of not having somebody to defend you 
I wouldn't know that again if I wasn't actually seeking a counselor. And I told you guys, um, I think it was around October 19th or 20th. Um, I think it was the 19th, that early Thursday morning. I had thoughts of harming myself and I called a, a hotline. Um, and the woman on the hotline actually spoke to her two different times that night. Cause when I called the hotline back and this was like a national hotline, it was the same woman on the hotline number, but I think it goes through your state and it was like, you know, three thirty in the morning. So it's not totally unusual that it was the same person who answered. Um, but she's, she recommended I find a counselor. Um, and this counselor, I'm talking to her about three specific areas of my life that I struggle with. So again, um, I just wanted to share that because the concept of a defender, I've just, I'm surprised after being in therapy for, it seems really like a really long time, um, over 25 years, I guess. Um, not quite 30 years yet, but 24, 25 years. I've just, I'm surprised that I've never, uh, really felt that before, but you think that I would understand that whole concept of a defender only because the people in my life, like the math teacher, I also have a a good friend who, um, she has done that same thing in the past where if she saw something like that kind of happening. And also I have a sibling who does the same thing. Um, that's why I'm very protective of them because they would be the ones to just tell me what I need to hear and they would see things for what they are in a very personal aspect of my life. And they also know how much it affects me emotionally and they look out for you. So, so that's the main thing is they look out for you. Um, a big part of being a defender is they look out for you. So when these two things happened in the last 24 hours, um, I didn't have anyone looking out for me. And so it literally made me want to like, like not be around these people anymore. Um, and what happened wasn't just, it wasn't like a huge deal. It was something super small, um, that could happen anywhere. So even if you try to, you know, not be around certain people, like if you were to like quit your job and start a job somewhere else, it doesn't mean there couldn't be three more people like that at another job. Um, you just have to learn how to, not let it bother you as much and realize it's usually the other person who's going through something that made them say that to begin with. So I just wanted to share that, but um, I'm going to go ahead and get off here before I ramble past the 20 minute mark. This is the complex PTSD guy signing off.